Hey, this is Megan Rapino, and I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Boys at 161st Street. Thanks for joining us today, as always. Before we get this rolling, we would really appreciate it if you guys could take two seconds and leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. All right, that's enough begging. This is another episode of Roll Call, a mini-series where we individually talk about each player on the Yankees. 15 minutes starts now. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this fine quarantine evening. We are talking. That, I'll Did you just say, say quarantine evening. Start it over. I'll never say that. We'll run again. it. Run it back. We're welcome out. back to another episode of Roll Call. This episode's all about the human frisbee tosser himself, Adam Adavino. Zero Adavino. The number zero. How many tools, Damon? How many tools? Okay, so I'm going to give break. I'm going to give him one and a half tools. Hold on. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, I'm I'm going to give him an extra tool for break now. Is that allowed? I think you're breaking the scale there, Damon. I, I said it. Garrett Cole's wife was a tool last time. Hey, hey, she's a nice lady. You're a tool. You call her that. <laughs> His house is a tool uh, too. Um. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He, he's a break. He, he has a good break. He strikes people out. He walks yeah. everyone and their mother, and he's got pretty. Hey, hey, fun. hey! His mother's a nice lady. <laughs> <laughs> we done. Anyway, I, I yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, I I personally think that Adovino is one of the more underappreciated, just relief pitchers in the MLB throughout his entire career. He's 34 years old. He's been around the block. Um. And he's never been an all-star. and has never won any awards for anything. I'm not yeah, saying accolades are a lot. No, but, you said yeah. it. His trophy case is empty. Zero, like his number. Zero. Empty trophy case. Never made an all-star team. Never won a Cy Young. Never anything. Never World Series. Which might like, make nothing. him... Honestly, I thought we overrated him. But now I'm thinking he's one of the most underrated players in this team. I... Yeah, I did not know who Adam Adovino was until about two years ago. I kind of really? knew who he was. And then when we got him, I was like, oh, that guy? Like, I really didn't think he was that good. I, I knew him, on the, I knew him on, the, just, on the Rockies. I Like, I knew he was on the Rockies, and I knew he had the slider, but I really didn't know how good he was. I didn't think he was an eighth inning guy coming over. I thought it was like – I didn't think it was a big deal, and then I – Obviously, he was on Twitter and stuff and started realizing that it was a big deal that we got him and everything. Yeah. But I think that's just because of how much he flew under the radar. Yeah. And I, I personally, yeah, I only knew him from the Rockies. I did not really know of him when he was on the Cardinals. 
Um, I did not even know he was on the Cardinals until Cardinals? the second yeah. time. Yeah, he played. I was today the... years old when I found out he was a Cardinal. Yeah, he was on the Cardinals from oh, 2010. 2010 to 2010. Yeah, honestly, I didn't realize he was 34. And yeah, I what, yeah, what made me notice what made me notice he was so old was I hate to bring it back up, but MLB the show. MLB the show card. He had a card for the the collection, and that was his veteran card on the Rockies. Veteran card. What does that? What does that make him now? Um, He's your card. <laughs> but he had the best. He had his best ERA ever last year. One nine. Let's talk about that. One nine. Another know, underappreciated year. One nine is not an all star. A, I, I had no idea he threw a one nine last year, and B, I had no idea that was the best he'd ever. What was, what I was mean, if you told me that last year was going to be his career year, wouldn't have thought so. Obviously not. You didn't know who he was. I barely knew who he well, was. Yeah. I didn't. I, nobody knew who he was. Out of you know, last year, Rawls Chapman had a two two ERA last year, and he was and he reliever was, of the year. And he was the reliever of the year in the All Star. Name bias. Name a lot bias. of walks. Well, Ch- I mean, Chapman also was the closer. He got all the saves. Is it that big of a deal if you walk a million guys if none of them come around to score? Yeah. Yeah. Because then it's I just like, like it's just lucky that it, that's more luck. But that's nobody hits him and everyone strikes out. So he, he walks. Say his average inning is probably, even if it's a leadoff walk, he walks a guy and then the next three guys get out. Listen, another, an, an interesting stat that I looked at last year when we were talking about Adovino was leverage index. And mm. he had the highest leverage index on the team last year. And leverage index is, is exactly what it sounds like. It's he comes in, in the highest leverage situations, or right. I, I should say a better way to put that is not. He comes in with higher leverage situations. I think he is the highest leverage index because he puts a lot of pressure on himself too, by walking. So honestly, that's probably why his leverage index is so high, but if he's got a one nine, like you said, leverage index may that's that's all the more impressive that he can wiggle his way out of it. And I mean, that to me, the fact that he can have such a high leverage index and end with a one nine ERA, that was something glaring to me. Like I, I was so not okay with them doing the the four pitch walk, pull him after one batter in the playoffs. Yeah. I get it, it's the playoffs, but like He's clearly with the the numbers don't lie. I'm not all analytics, but like the guy throws a frisbee, he walks people. It's what he does. Let him let him groove. Let him find it. Like you he want- does that. He has the leverage index highest self-inflicted leverage index, and we I just realized it was self-inflicted. But he's got such a high leverage index, but he still finishes one ninety ERA. Nobody fucking scores on him. So let don't pull him, Boone. You want to hear a cool stat? In May, June, July, he. Gave up a total of four runs. And he, I don't know how many, I'm not going to do the math. So by the time the season starts on July 1st, he will be basically on the same pace of how many runs he let up. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. Wild. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenal pitcher. He was what the eighth inning guy last year. Yeah. And he, he was lights out. I mean, I, I was, I was personally, you know, I always go with my gut here, and whenever I saw him come up to the bump, um, I was always confident watching him pitch. And I think he is just a fun player to watch. And again, I think the numbers speak for itself. He's a phenomenal pitcher, um, and he's a huge, huge, huge centerpiece of this bullpen. 
I mean, talking about confidence for a second there, still on that pulling him in the first inning after one batter thing, one, that can't happen anymore because three batter minimum. I forgot about that. Two, which is like, ridiculous. Your confidence is shot if you get pulled after one inning, like one, not one inning, one batter. How are you going to give the guy confidence? You're clearly not confident in the player. Like, like that's yeah, just bad. Like you, I, disagree. I, I don't agree with that too much because Talk to me. I think in that situation, he knew he was facing one batter regardless if he got him out or not. But he's never but, been a specialist like for the whole season. Yeah, but in that situation, but need to be in that situation in the playoffs. The situation in the playoffs doesn't matter what type of pitcher he is. It's that situation. He came in for that batter regardless of the outcome. They needed a strikeout, and if he walks them like he did, they knew it's straight. They knew they know what he is. And I guarantee or walk guy, and he it says you strike him out or you walk him, and then you're coming out. He was coming out regardless, and that it's situational pitching is so different in the playoffs. But he did, but he came out after one batter countless, like at least three times in the playoffs. So you think situational? situational. You think think you're saying it was always like that? I'm not it's saying always not, not that. He, I'm I mean, just saying he's on the Yankees. It was hey, probably hey, like, since he's been on the Yankees. It was probably know. just those situations that occurred that just so happened to be a coincidence when those times they, need they needed they needed an out. But my, my need a strikeout. That's why he got. That's why his leverage index is so high. When he goes in for one batter and the bases, there's men on first and second, and they really need a strikeout. That's who they're going to. That's why his leverage index is so high. Okay, but he can deal with the confidence hit by getting pulled after one batter. He's a 33 years old at the time. He can deal with that. that. He's not a 24 year old kid that's going to go burrow his head in the ground when he gets pulled. I get that, but if his leverage index is so high. That's two things. It's one because it's self-inflicted because he does walk people, but it's also two because he's we're putting him in in a, in a high-pressure situation, which means Boone has confidence in him, which doesn't make sense while you're pulling him after one batter. I think that's it's different. It's so di- it's so so different in the playoffs and situational pitching. Uh-huh. It's it's so like every rule is out the door. All of those situations where we Boone deviate, him. I, I personally don't think we should deviate too far from how you do in the regular season to the playoffs. I know things change. I know you, your game plan changes a little bit, but that was night and day. Like he was borderline the eighth inning guy. I think he, he was the eighth inning guy for the whole season, pretty much. But also that, I, that's I, a big change. I, I big personally, change. I personally forget though, but who was on deck? They could have had career numbers against out of, you know, could have been the sixth yeah. week. I, I forget. And there, there's so many different factors you got. You have to consider it's right to left Not, pitching matchups. Like, you know, not to mention that the Astros were cheating. Cheating. Imagine hitting off out of Vino when you know a slider's coming. You're going to spit on it. They can't leave him into that. You're not, if you're, his whole, he gets people out because they chase. If they know what's coming, he's not going to get anybody out. That's why they pull him. Yeah, daily reminder, the Astros cheated. Never forget it. The quarantine won't. They will be thrown at. That's that. But I don't, I don't buy into that. I, I, what, I mean, what like, do you mean? What do you, you mean? You don't buy into it. They know that he. They know in that situation that they a can't have if when he goes in and walks a guy, they cannot have another walk because that either in those situations either loaded the bases or put them on first and second or on the corners. You can't walk another guy after that. I understand. Walk not the a time. lot of people. They needed to bring somebody in to get contact in that situation to get a double play. I understand. Like that. I understand. He doesn't do that. He's you a know what you're getting. Guy. And I understand you know what you're getting out of him. And I understand there's a small margin for error. But back when I was a boy, I 
if I'm out there and I'm pitching, big game or not, and my coach pulls me after one batter, one walk, you have such a short leash, that hurts my confidence. He's a 35-year-old man. You were a 35-year-old man. millions of dollars. He knows the role he, he signed knows. up to be in. If you're in the playoffs and you get pulled after one batter, especially if that's your expectation going in, it's not like he thought he was going in there to face the rest of the inning or going no, in the next or anything. Like he knows that that's what's going to happen. Think, he think about might have been like, oh, questioning that move, but he wasn't. We'll end well, this no year way he was. I, I, I agree with you guys. We'll end this year because my one point is like, I personally just want to see the guy work a little bit. I know it's small margin for error. I just want to see him get a little bit more of a chance considering what he was in the regular season and that he has – walked people and been successful that's all i want to end it there i agree very small margin for error in the playoffs so i'm gonna add one more thing we can cut if we need to but let's put it in perspective right let's say i'm just say a a batter that we all know dd gregorius let's say last year r.i.p he's a lefty he's facing let's just say josh Hader. okay lefty lefty matchup not gonna be great it's bottom of the 10th in the playoffs you have a dominant hitter on deck who just rakes lefties. Are you going to switch him or not? I mean, I understand the specialists. I know what specialists are. I know why they. Okay, do so yeah. you, have to, you have to think about the situation. Who's on? Who's up? The situation. Yeah, at but hand, this is all hearsay. You didn't stats. know who, who was up next after he got pulled. So whatever. I agree I, with I, you guys. That was my whole point. Clearly, it was a fact. I'm done. Clearly, whoever it was, clearly it was. I'm a done. Fact. I get. I I literally <laughs> said agree. Move exactly on. Exactly what I just said. Okay. I, fuck you. I agree, agree to disagree. Damon's gone. This is a Murphy and Damon, Murphy and Luke podcast now. No, I'm done too. No. I'm done too. So on the trust tree, where do we rank him in terms of all of the bullpen arms? What was the question? My trust for the bullpen is back. so dis- oh, you're back, Damon. proportionate to where this should be. Like, <laughs> Welcome back. Trust is the answer where to that rank? is that he's second. But I don't know if he is second for me because I don't trust Chapman number one and he's the closer. That's still. I, I that's why I have confidences with weird people. That's why I, I am asked. weirdly confident when Kaneley comes in the game. I am and weirdly too. confident when Chad Green comes in the game. But do, am I really more confident in them than out of you know? I that's think that's up to you. I think this I don't is know. Completely, completely. I don't know. I really I mean, don't know. I think he could easily be the eighth inning guy again. So I'll for the that. purposes of the trust tree, this is something we're gonna we're gonna keep going for throughout the season. We'll put our lists up there and we'll update them. But for the purposes of the trust tree, just imagine it's a. Ninth inning, bases loaded. Who are you bringing in? How many outs? <laughs> See, this is where the, this is where the situation comes in because if there's no outs, I'm not bringing in Adovino. But if there's two outs, I'm, there. I'm probably out. bringing in One Adovino. Out. One out. I don't know. High leverage situation. Lefty matter righty. Why. I don't know. Here's the scenario aside. High leverage situation. Dude, I mean, I'm gonna I'm bringing in Chapman. I think he. I mean, it's he's a trust a, tree. Don't read too deeply into it. He's Murphy. he's the closer for a reason. He's. I know he's shaky at a lot of times, but he is lights out. He's a closer. And if we're talking a a highly intense situation, you can't not put the guy out there. See, here's my thing. I don't think the trust tree necessarily translates to ninth inning, eighth inning, seventh inning guy. I think trust tree, because here's the thing. The closer gets a clean slate every, every time he comes out there. That's what the being the closer is. You get that luxury. I don't necessarily think that everybody like Chapman might not be able to come into a, a high leverage situation where there's runners on or something like that as much as somebody else who's used to that. So I think the trust tree differs from that. So don't just think 
closer. He's got to be the number one because for me, Chapman is not in the top of my trust tree. I sweat as much as he does when he comes out there on the mound. So for me, the top of the trust tree, I think, might be Canely. It, because Canely, to me, seems like he just mows people down. He has good control. He's got that filthy changeup. And he's got a rocket stuff. And he just is confident. He's a confident player. So in terms of the trust tree, I think that's the way we have to look at it. Not necessarily the, the closer setup guy sort of situation. Obviously, this isn't the Canely episode, but I, I really think that Canely and Adovino are very similar pitchers. They're strikeout guys. They come in in high leverage situations. Canely just doesn't walk as many people. That's plain and simple. And then um, Adovino doesn't allow as many hits. So I, I really think they're pretty equal in terms of how valuable they are. I trust Canely a little bit more just because he doesn't allow the walks. But Adovino doesn't allow as many hits. So I don't know, high leverage situation. That's the thing. I don't know. I, for I me, really don't know. For me, he's behind Canely. He's behind Britain. Britain is number two on. You take Britain over out of you know. I love Britain. Britain's number two on my trust tree. For me, my trust tree goes: Canley, Britain, Chapman, Adovino. So you think that you trust Britain over Chapman? I like Britain. Britain's because Britain's a guy you can. Well, put is this who you like, or is this who you trust the most? Trust because Britain's a guy who's a who's a ground ball pitcher who can throw a sinker and get you out, get you that double play you need. Regardless, back to Adovino. That's where my trust tree is. He's number four on my list. I think it's Chapman, Canley, Adovino, Green, Britain. I, 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 I'm spot on with you there. I th- yeah. Okay. I think that'd be a lot of people's too. Uh, maybe people switch. I think some people might have Chad Green a little higher than I do. I think some people like you might have Britain a little higher. But yeah, I just I think Canley and – I love the bullpen because – Chapman's the flame-throwing guy. Maybe he's going to slow down in a couple of years, in which case maybe somebody else takes the closer spot, whatever. Who knows? But for now, Chapman's a pretty great closer, obviously, reliever of the year last year, whatever. And then I really think Kaylee and Adovino are very, very similar pitchers, and they're pretty interchangeable. I know Adovino threw the eighth inning last year. Kaylee could have thrown the eighth inning just as easily last year, I think. And then Chapman reliever of the year. Sorry about it. <laughs> Green's ver- on that. Chad Green is so versatile. He can open. He can yeah. pitch whatever inning you need him to. Britain's a great lefty. I think that's so. Yeah. Back to Adovino because let's let's make this a little bit more about him. I know I, I'm I'm just anywhere you go with this trust tree, the top five. I'm I'm confident in a lot of them more than some of our starters. So I, I'm just I like where we're at with that. They all have their different roles. Where do you see Adovino? this year i know he was the eighth inning guy last year what do you think for this year i think it's gonna be a lot more the same to be completely honest um i'm a firm believer if it ain't broke don't fix it and our seven eight nine innings last year when we were winning we were fucking lights out and he again stats speak for the stats speak for itself and he was a lights out guy i'm confident he's on the mound and I'm expecting more of the same, even in, in his year 34 age year. Um, yeah, I think that more of the same for sure next year. I agree. Uh, I think he's going to still be in the eight, eighth inning spot. He's still going to face a lot of high leverage situations. I'd love to see him. I don't even know if I want to see him actually work down the walk numbers because his way of doing that would be throwing less sliders, 
in yeah, focusing on control, that's and that he, takes away his strikeouts, and that what we, that's what we need him for. Yeah, that's so, what he is. He's that type of pitcher that has less control, but he's got filthy stuff. So you can't throw a slider like that and expect him to pinpoint that because it just moves so much. So yeah, I don't expect a sub two ERA again, but if he can, you know, keep it under two five and work up sixty five innings and you know eighty something strikeouts, and that'd be great. I yeah, I, I'd probably see him in the – there's no reason not to put him in the eighth inning spot. Again, the only thing that, to me, to play devil's advocate a little bit, he – obviously the, the most recent thing we saw from him was getting pulled. So maybe since that's the last bit of you know information we have on him, I think that leads to the possibility of maybe Canely getting that nod and being the eighth inning guy because Canely is one of our most dominant pitchers. Uh but I, I think he's still definitely the eighth inning guy for us. Throws a fucking frisbee. I mean, nothing more to say about that. I mean, he's a switch hitter too. Pretty cool. <laughs> Didn't know he was a switch hitter. That's kind of wild. Yeah, for those away games in the World Series, if we need him to hit in the eighth. Inning, <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter who's on the mound. See, <laughs> fucking know. See, if he's situational a hitting, who gives a fuck? <laughs> See, I feel like if you're a switch hitter. As a pitcher, it's useless. That makes no fucking sense because, like, a great, you're a bad hitter from both sides. Like, what? <laughs> like, well, he probably, he actually, he probably just kind of grew up. At, like, he just probably hit switch. Like, no, even if you're a pitcher, until you're well into high school, you're not really a PO in most circumstances. At least, true. From Very my true. experience, so he was a so he was probably he was a switch hitter, and he was probably a damn good hitter until he got to college and stopped taking BP. And that, I was just saying, like, like a lot of these pitchers are good hitters, but they just don't take the BP. Yeah, I was and just they, saying. They don't, yeah, so I think the better way to say it is he's ambidextrous, and he was a switch hitter because if you're a switch hitter nowadays and you're batting point zero two from both sides, you ain't a switch hitter. You're just you're you're just a body in a box. You're figuring it out, and you're not any better from either side. I do wonder, though, if there's any effect. I didn't have enough bunts in my day to know. <laughs> but is it easier to no. bunt opposite you're, hand you're pitching? A, like, you're a bunter? Good? No, not really. I don't think it makes a difference. I think you're bunting, you're bunting. No, but just to see it out no, of I hand. Was just, I was just shocked. You know? Or maybe to get I mean, it down I, a certain I, line. I think it's it's all box. about I think it's all about your <laughs> – because I mean, he did see, used to be in the National League until last year. You see guys like Judge who are better against righties, and then you see guys like I don't know anyone else who's better at op- opposite hand pitching. It, it all depends on the. Well, who knows if it matters anymore because they're doing the universal DH this year. I think they were talking about doing the universal. Yeah, that DH. might be a thing. I, I, I kind of hope that doesn't go forward after this year, but we'll see. I think this is one of those things that they're 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 testing like two main things: a shortened season and universal DH. And if it works out for both of them, they might continue that in seasons to come but everything else like the pitch clock never worked out but like the two main things that have legs are the universal dh which i think should should happen personally i I don't see why the hell there's different rules in different leagues and i personally don't want to see a shortened season but that's also another thing that they have been talking about like maybe 140 but we'll talk about it later that's, that's another that's podcast a, that's topic. Yeah. That we can was, just cut the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was out of vino. Since you heard our song, and I'll play it for you when you pick me up. So come get me. Pick me up, baby. Come get me. Pick me 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.